Welcome to the most electrifying show where we discuss all topics related to high voltage. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Oh, loving life. Loving life. Hey, before we get too far, I got a quick shout out. Man, we didn't even do some introduction. I know, I know, but I want to make sure I get this done, man. So just for everybody listening, Krista just recorded in-house, right? Right. In studio. Flew all the way down here just Mm -hmm. to hang out with us. Mm -hmm. How nice of her. It's very nice. But I got to tell y'all something. Krista brought us some homemade cupcakes. Blake. Man. Life-changing. They were so good. (laughs) Life-changing. I had the chocolate. I had like the strawberry. Stra- I had the strawberry. Right. But mine was chocolate. Which... Yours was chocolate mm. with the strawberry icing, I think. <sighs> so good. But Krista, thank you so much. Shout out, Krista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Krista is now responsible for another two pounds. That's right. She's our cupcake sponsor. <laughs> yeah, our cupcake sponsor. <laughs> Fabulous, Krista. Appreciate it. And again, thanks for your interview. Thanks for coming down yeah. and doing the show. Glad to have a chat with you. Yeah, and I think maybe we can get her back on in the future. She says oh, she's sure. coming back down. Yeah, so so maybe we can suck her into that one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, as long as she brings cupcakes. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, so anyhow, there's a side note. You're right. I kind of jumped the gun on that. You did. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another show. Working with lightning. That's right. We're glad to have you, Blake. What's the latest and greatest with you, my man? Uh, the latest and greatest, just staying busy, man. You know, another day in the industry. Yeah, have you with, learned anything? I did learn something. Oh, did you? Give me, a, give me a quick teaser. Give you a cliff note here. Yeah, give me a quick teaser. What have you learned? Stay hydrated. Oh god, <laughs> that's what you learned, huh? Uh, you got to stay hydrated, man. I mean, okay. Well, like Krista said, shout out Krista. Even if you're in the up north where it's cold, mm-hmm. got to stay hydrated. Yeah. Not just with water, but make sure you're replenishing those electrolytes. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else besides water. What were you going to? Th- what? I don't know. I thought it might have been an adult beverage or two. Oh, no, no, no. Not while you're working. Well, not clearly not while you're working. Mom, what are you that's why you hydrate at night. That's that's That would dehydrate you. It could. So let's see. I guess while doing the shout outs, I got one more written down real quick. Steven. Steven just shared tons of photos. Yep. So appreciate it, Steven. That was on the Facebook page. They Thanks look lot, good. man. They do yeah. look good. So, anyhow, let's go to today's show. Today's show. Yeah, so this is uh, kind of the first of its kind. Krista kind of talked about doing some switching, mm-hmm. but we haven't had an actual switching show right. on the show. It was hinted at, kind of. Yeah, it was. It was. My man Donnie. We got my man Donnie on the line. We'll be introducing him in a second, but uh, he wants to come on and talk about switching. A lot of our contractors... Don't do switching. I mean, every utility is different, right? Right. So a, a lot of the people listening have probably never done switching, and that's fine, too. I know I haven't. You have not. Um, I may so, have been present while switching was done. Right. But that'll confirm. This interview will, or conversation will confirm or deny that. Yeah. So anyhow, Donnie reached out and said, hey, I'd like to come on the show, talk about switching. And I agree. I think that's a great topic to discuss. I, again, it's one that we kind of don't talk about or have not at the, to this point right. in the podcast. So thanks for Donnie for reaching out. Um, Blake, do you have anything to preface this with or should I just go ahead and I think we should inter- bring my man on? Introduce the man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the <laughs> legend. All right, Blake, here we go. Let's introduce Donnie. Donnie has 26 years in the high-voltage industry. Donnie started off on a transformer servicing crew. Donnie then worked five years as a traveling electrician. 
then 10 years with his utilities maintenance shop. Donnie then took a job, uh, a leadership position within his utility in the contractor oversight, where he was responsible for overseeing projects and the contractor workforce on those projects. Since leaving the utility, Donnie has taken roles as a contract inspector and is more recently as a superintendent over contractor crews. So, Donnie, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. It's good to be on your show. Excited to be here. Excited excited to talk about this lightning that we work with. Yeah. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your day to yeah, come man. on. And, and just so the listeners know, I, I really appreciate you doing the show. One, just to have you on. Number two, uh, everybody, Donnie is kind of under the weather right now. Got a little of that winter flu kicking mm. or something. He, you got something kicking. And we offered Donnie to come back another day, and he goes, "No, man, we're we're doing this thing." Dedication. That's right. Appreciate you coming on, even though you aren't feeling the greatest. I, I know a lot of people probably wouldn't. Right. You know, they want to sound the best, make sure they're at the tip top of their health. Mm. But Donnie said, let's do this thing. So thanks again, Donnie. I know you said you want to talk about switching. Uh, You know, when we think about switching, there's so many kind of facets, you know. So, you know, Donnie, we were kind of talking earlier, you know, you got peer checking, you got crazy hours, call outs, Mm. you know. And and again, for everyone listening, even if you are a contractor and don't do switching, I still think you got plenty you can learn. Right. And understanding a different side of the industry that has to do switching. But what a lot of people don't even think about is like, the, again, the crazy hours and the call out. So anytime a drunk driver hits a pole, mm. we get called to have to go switch that line out. Right. You know what I mean? Dead and so, night. Donnie, with all that said, man, where do we want to start at? Well, we'll start out at the beginning. Um, as, as an apprentice, you know, uh, paying attention to your electricians, asking questions. Those are all good points that you have to learn. I know the first time I actually did switching – I was probably about four years in the industry. That's when we were allowed to start switching. I was with my electrician there. I was nervous as heck. Not yeah. just swinging the handle, not just swinging the handle and opening the switches, but talking to the dispatchers. You know, that's a big part of switching is being able to talk to the dispatchers and being able to communicate with them. Yeah. Again, the timing is impeccable with Krista having right. having just recorded the show. She was just talking about Dottie. Because the show hasn't aired yet at the time that we're recording this, so mm-hmm. so clearly you haven't heard it yet. But she mentioned how she was excited to be part of her first switching evolutions. But the same thing, she I, I, I want to say the quote was she was a nervous wreck. Yeah, and yeah, I, I just kind of grinned because I get it. You know, we, we've been there, and, and like I think I said it on that show, Blake, just talking to the dispatchers. Just talking, you know, it's, you're on a recorded line. Right. You know, they're listening to every word that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then, Donnie, I, I did this reference, and maybe you'll agree or disagree, but there's always that one that thinks he's like air traffic control, right? Donnie, I tell you, yeah. like I said, we used to have to write it down as they were talking. Like most of them right. today are pre printed, mm-hmm. but you always got that one that was like, uh, check over set green flag, cut automatic supervisor and breaker 45, you know, 4433. Then you're going to go over here. You're going to match taps. You're going to set to neutral. You're going to cut out LTC to from manual to, or auto to manual. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. So I, I got, I got, I got Jeremy to Blake at 1310. You know what I mean? Like, let's start from there. Man. Right. <laughs> and, and Jeremy, that's, that's where it comes in, where you're going to have to know your order. Yep. You have to mm-hmm. know if a person going out there switching knows exactly what that dispatcher is going to have to say. Okay. Because yep. you're you're you 
most of the time, I say a third of the time, you're going to have to correct them, say, no, we don't want to do this or not in this yard. We don't want to do that. We want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. You know, and you both, and you both, you and the dispatcher have to come to a good agreement on the best way to do things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and Blake, I, I'm sure Donnie has seen it. Sometimes those dispatchers just try to talk you into something dumb. Really? Just not, to see if you'll. No, 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 no. Just as a mistake. Oh, okay. But they'll be like, oh, no, no, no. We're, we want to do this. And you go, uh-uh, we ain't doing that, boss. Mm. You can't do that here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, just because cause you're kind of raised to trust a dispatcher. I mean, do you agree with that, Donnie? You are until you start switching, and then you see how much it is and how many. And those those poor dispatchers, man, they are, they're doing 200 orders a day. They're going right. crazy. They didn't write that order. You know, somebody from during the night shift wrote that order for them. So you're sort of trusting, trusting, you know, three or four people down the line. And you are, as a switchman, the final defense against mistakes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I can see that being nerve-wracking. You're the tip of the spear, man. You are the one that puts the city in the dark if you're wrong. Yep. Been there. Mm. (laughs) Well, I got a question for you, Donnie. What are, like, some common challenges or obstacles uh, that you've encountered during uh, switching operations? I've had switches fail on me. I've had the, the, the switch Peter on top distribution. I've had one fall and fall on the steel and it went hot to steel, flashed. Ooh. You know, I had all my PPE on. I was right underneath it when it happened. I was, you know, I had my electrically rated shoes on and my uh, high voltage gloves on and the ground is mat, you know, was grounded properly. And, and that's when, you know, a lot of people, you know, apprentices, you know, that's their first job, you know, go ground the switch handle or go ground the switching mats. And and they think it's no big deal. But I tell you what, if I would shake that apprentice's hand who grounded my switch mat and my handle because he did a good job because I didn't feel a thing, mm. you know, and I, I know that steel was lit up for, uh, this was 13 KV. Man, yeah, I'm. I must have. I haven't done any switching personally myself, but I figured that that right there will probably would have uh, caused you to mess your pants up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you switch for a long time, especially in utility like what we were doing. I've had switches, you know, over feeder breakers, LDs, line disconnects. I've had them break off, and I am holding the hot lead with yeah. my switch stick, and I am in the other hand dialing. For help. So, do they break off just because of like wear and tear, or is it like, like you pull on it too hard? Like, what's what's like a common way? I don't know I about com- I don't know about common, but the one I did, the, the they didn't put stainless steel bolts in. Somebody put some steel bolts, and it and when it opened up, the the panel, the blade broke. Mm. Yeah, yep, and you and know. It, We've seen two, like with Donnie's talk, you're talking about like a 13 KV hook operated disconnect. Absolutely. You know, we've seen them too where, because it's just that small 13 KV, you know, three skirt insulator. Right. And people slam those things home. Oh, yeah. And then it shatters it. Yeah. And then like Donnie said, you're stuck holding that son of a gun with that switch stick. Yeah, that could be a bad day if you're <laughs> yeah. properly grounded. And- yeah, because some things just fail, right? Right. Like, it, it, there doesn't right. have to be a rhyme or reason. Some things are just garbage. Mm. And today was its day. And you happen to be the poor idiot holding that handle when it happened. Yeah, I've seen those guys slam those mm-hmm. switches before. So I, I yep. can see how that being a po- yeah. potential or a possibility. Mm-hmm. And so, 
and again, I'm not saying any of this to put, you know, words in Donnie's mouth. I'm, I'm just trying to think in my own, you know, perspective. Uh, and if Donnie, you know, has more to add to it or whatever, similar, but like you, you start paying attention. Like if you have a cap and pin switch, like if you see cap and pin insulators, once you see one or two of those son of a guns fail, when you walk out to that switch handle, you're already identifying. Wait a minute here. And what's a you know things are going to get spicy. <laughs> you know, you said a cap and pin switch. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that? It's just a type of the construction. An old style, old style insulator. Yep, it's oh, just okay. the construction of the insulators. I, I I would have to look up what the true definition is. I don't think that's a brand name. It doesn't sound like a brand name, cap and pin. No. But it, it was the the construction method of how it was assembled is notorious it was the glue glue that would let go right oh but they were notorious between the skirts of just coming undone like like donnie said the glue or the epoxy whatever that was that that compound was Mm -hmm. just had a a feeling (laughs) when we're we're talking like let's say a 230 kv right those insulators are spinning Mm. right and under that torque they just say nope i'm done they snap they over rotate and that's it Mm. Um, and Donnie, so I, I am curious that one that you said came crashing down, what kind of switch was that? What, what voltage class? And then what, was that a specific type or model of switch? What, what do you think was the malfunction? Well, like where the switch bolted onto the insulator, the, you know, like the stud right there. Yeah. Those had rusted loose. And when I went, went to open it, I pulled it down a little too hard. Because it was like a 2,000 amp switch, right. hook operated switch. So you had to give it some gusto. And uh, next thing I know, the whole thing is coming down. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Also, I know we were trying to talk about peer checking, and then I kind of derailed you there, Donnie. But that's another great reason is to have a peer check because when stuff it goes sideways, yeah. when stuff goes sideways while switching, it helps to have another person there. And, and that has to do with even the peer check aspect of verifying that you're following the procedure. I mean, really, a switching order is a procedure. We don't always call it a procedure. But, but by is. definition, that's a procedure, right? right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the peer check is also a dang good second person as a safety check, you know? Mm. You know, Jeremy, I used to leave the control house door inside the yard open yep. because a lot of our yards didn't have lights. So I knew which way to run. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to the light, man. Right. right. <laughs> Go to the light. It's like that sub in uh, Virginia. Only oh yeah. Light was like that yeah, little yeah, outside. Yeah, that was a dark station. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yep. Donnie. So do you have any more, any examples or stories when it comes to the peer checking? Yeah, like you said, Jeremy, those those insulators, especially those insulators, the multi cone and the cap and pins. Yep. Watch out for those suckers. You know, we used to. I don't know if they might, if the um, utility still does, but we had to uh, do an evaluation anytime we came up and and operated a multi cone switch. Yeah, I you we know, had, I I remember that because me and Donnie worked for the same company for a while. Okay. And and I had already kind of left the field. Yeah, I remember that. Like, Donnie, didn't y'all have to get binoculars out? Yes, we had to get binoculars. And if we saw any cracks at all, we had to uh, shut off the, uh, the switching order to dog it off. Right. Mm. So they were known as such a, a high failure rate, right? Right. That they had to inspect it with the binos. 
for any kind of physical damage. Right. Yeah. If they could see where there was some separation or cracking. And, and like Donnie said, if they, if they did, then that was it. Boom. Nope. Mm. We ain't executing that. We're going to have to move these clearance bounds out. Right. You know? So Donnie, something else you hit on, and I think I kind of already hit on it with, with Krista here a couple shows ago, talking about being nervous. Do you feel like that? And again, I know we kind of came up in the same system around the same time. Donnie came up uh, before me. He he has more time than I do. Hmm. But do you feel like the utility, and, and this isn't meant in a negative light, right? Like I'm not picking on the utilities. But just by design, like let's say nature of the beast, do you feel like they have made, uh, you know, put yourself in a new person's shoes like Krista or Blake. Let's say you have three years or less today. Do you, do you feel like they've kind of made that a more nerve-wracking job? And and I'll tell you why my opinion is that. Is because, well, you know, we always knew we were on a recorded line, right? Yeah. But we had our switching order, and we were able to handwrite some of them anyway. Like, on the we call yeah. it on the fly. Yeah, I'm just going to write this on the fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, man, they have gone line by – so we used to get a switching order, and it might have been – today what we would call eight or 10 steps. Now it's like line by line, you execute set green flag and that's it. Mm. And then you execute cut out automatic ground and supervisory and that's it. And then you execute whatever the next, step, you know, open switch, uh, 3144. And that's it. We're used to all that would have been in one step. And I feel like the utilities by doing that, they dumbed it down. Well, but I feel like they've made it more nerve wracking, right? Because now yeah. I watch these guys that are doing switching and they're like, we got to do a 220 step switching order. And then when I actually read it, I'm like, man, that's a four step switching order. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it may be deemed 220 steps today and like it's some massive undertaking, but really it's what we would have called a four step switching order, you know, 15 years ago. Well, I tell you, this is what I think. A lot's happening. I think when I came up and you came up, Jeremy, of course, you know, I came up under your uncle. Your uncle was my electrician when I started off. Yep, absolutely. And, and he was a good guy, and he knew he knew what he was doing. And I was very fortunate to have a lot of good electricians that I got trained under. And I think that these that they're they're tying these apprentices they're tying their hands so much in these utilities that they aren't learning the way we had to learn. So right. now when they go out and they're they got their own truck and they're by themselves, they are by themselves because they haven't switched by themselves before. Yep. Mm. I was just gonna give a shout out. Uh Blake, you've heard me talk about how my uncle got me you know, in right. this industry, my uncle Hiram, he unfortunately has since passed. Yes. Um, that's, that was actually Donnie's, like he said, his journeyman was my uncle. Huh. Yep. That's interesting. It's a small world, ain't it? It is. Well, and you said his name was? Uncle Hiram. Hiram? Uncle Hiram. Mm-hmm. Well, Hiram. That's H- an interesting name. H- I don't think I've heard of that one before. H-I-R-A-M. Or he went by the Ram. Like, you need to hire him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Uncle Hiram. The Ram? The Ram. <laughs> Oh, Ram. That was his nickname. Oh, Ram. Really? <laughs> yeah, but that was my uncle, and Donnie, I forgot about that, but Donnie actually was on that travel crew under my uncle. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Yep. yep. 
How do you get the nickname the Ram? Well, Ram or Ram I mean, is half his name, right? R A M Ram. Oh, yeah. Ram. <laughs> okay. They took a short name and they're like, "We got to knock two letters off this <laughs> <Right>. one." <laughs> you know, high is too greedy. Yeah, but uh, yep. Uncle huh. Hiram. Well, you find out everybody's going to have a nickname. Uh-huh. Everybody. Yeah, Jeremy's tried to give me a couple of uh, oh, bad yeah. ones. All right, but uh, yeah, sorry, I just had to interject for my uncle there. Ah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Donnie, Donnie worked for him. Shout well, out, Hiram. As a matter of fact, Jeremy, Hiram, when you were being uh, asked to come do your, um, Hiram asked me how he should, how you should answer the questions. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he helped me out quite a bit, man. Oh yeah, that's what uncles are for. That's right. That's right. Anyhow, let me refocus here. Oh, but you got one. Uh, it doesn't matter. Go ahead, man. Okay. So are there any like technical skills or qualifications required to becoming like, or not to become, but to learn like the switching process? Or is it kind of something you get like thrown into and you're like, all right, this is like, you know, what you go through. Well, I I wasn't, I wasn't thrown in. We were, we were taught. I mean, I had, like I said before, I had a lot of good electrician, a lot. You got to understand your bus, bus disc schemes when you're switching, all your all your all your schemes that you relay techs working on as an electrician or a switchman, you got to understand them because eventually you're going to get an order that's going to trip a uh, bus diff or or something like that if it's not done correctly. So, so you got to understand how this whole substation works in a big hole. So I'm going to try to connect these dots for you, Blake, a little bit, a high level, right? Right, right. We're not not getting into relay theory here. But like what Donnie's saying, like bus diff. So you know bus diff. I've heard of um, it before. So bus diff is looking, it's a differential, right? Right. It's a word. So it's it's basically adding up currents and making sure that everything adds up is what's leaving. Okay. Right? Because if if there's more current on one side than the other, there's a fault somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? And we can... We could go through examples or, how there's way more coming in than going out or right. opposite of that, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead, or, Donnie. Or, Jeremy, and you know this because you got in trouble over this one. You know, you close yourself a tie switch. Mm-hmm. Then it's not calculating for that. You know, you open that closing that switch and, you know, then the, then the current's totally different and it's not being calculated because it's going through a switch, not through a breaker. That's exactly so right. what is this tie switch you were saying Well, you got in trouble for? Well, <laughs> if you had listened to all the shows, you would have heard it. Because, Donnie, what you're referring to already aired, did it not? Yes, it did. Uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Is it, right? I think you did so tell is, me about this. So it's adding all the currents, right? right. So it's CTs, mm-hmm. right? The, the bus diff is looking at CTs, right? Where right? the CTs are looking at it. So like what Donnie's saying, let's use a, a, a feeder breaker with a bypass in this example, right? Okay. Yeah. I think that's probably the simplest way. So yes. if you close the bypass without cutting right the bus diff out, all right, so if you so you you can visualize the feeder breaker. Right. And above that would be like the bus disconnect and the line disconnect, the mm-hmm. BDs, LDs. Now above that, on top of all the steel, is a BP, a bypass, right? So okay. it'll be a three-phase switch usually, and it just, you know, okay. with a swing yeah, handle, yeah. and it closes now. Right, right, right. So that bypasses the feeder. So now the now the load, right, the distribution load mm-hmm. is being fed off of the low side bus straight from the transformer. Okay. So it's no longer going to go through the feeder breaker. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. All right. So if you don't cut out bus diff, so let's say those current, the, the CTs on the feeder are showing 300 amps per phase. I'm just okay. throwing out a fictitious number. Right. But let's say it's showing 300 amps per phase, and you close that bypass. We know electricity is going to take the path of least resistance. So odds are, if you close that bypass, your currents aren't going to zero. 
Now, if you wipe it in four or five good times, right, and can really clean those contacts, then it, it may go truly to zero, right? Mm. But let's say 100 amps are now going through the bypass. Well, now your breaker's only seeing 200 amps. Mm. So if you have bust diff, so let's say you have a low side bank breaker, and it's saying, hey, there's 900 amps going through me to the low side bus. And let's say there's three feeder breakers. So each feeder breaker has 300 amps. 300, 300, right. 300 equals? Nine. Good job. But now you close that bypass, and 100 is going through the bypass switch. Right. So now you have 300, 300, 200. Which is not good. <laughs> That's right. That's a differential. Right. right? There's a difference there. A you fault. want it to sum out to zero. Right. You know what I mean? You want to see 900 entering, 900 leaving. Right. So, yeah, it the, the breaker would see 100 less amps in my fictitious scenario. Boom, bust diff. And mm. not only did you switch out that breaker, now you switched out half the dang station. <laughs> and you did yeah. it pretty instantaneous. <laughs> mm. But that's what he's one saying. One big loud power. That's right. You're going to hear everything okay, so operate. You're going to hear it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Then, then about two seconds later, you're going to hear that deafening quietness and go, I am fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but um, After the MOS has opened up the high side switch to kill the transformer. That's right. That transformer quits humming and you're like, mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, how am I going to explain this one? But that's what he's talking about. So that that's why you can blindly follow a switching order. But if by chance the dispatcher gave you the order in the wrong sequence. Mm, that goes on you. Well, at the end of the day, you're the one executing it. Right. Right? You Listen. are the electrician. You are you're the switchman. You're the one that's responsible for everything. Yep. Mm. Yep. But that's what he when he talks about bus diff and having to understand some of the relay schemes in order to properly do the switching. You yeah, you would have to know like, wait a minute, before I close that bypass, we better cut out the bus diff because mm. as soon as I swing that handle She's going to operate. So you kind of, you already have to know what's going on mm -hmm. and, and plan and, ahead. And every utility is different, but like Donnie, where we came up, we called it the zone of protection. In in this control house, there'll be a print, like mm -hmm. a three, it's basically a three line, but it shows you all the zones of protection where you have a, a TD, a transformer diff, a bus diff, and you'll see how all those zones overlap. And then you'll be able to say, okay, I need current going through these CTs. And it's being added for these other CTs, right? Okay. Because there are situations, there's a lot of situations where you can operate open and closed switches, which would never affect your bus diff, mm. right? It doesn't mean every time you touch a switch, there's a bus diff involved, right? It's right. all in how the CTs are looking, right? The polarity, which way are they looking? Which mm. way are they protecting? There's line diffs. There's all kind of stuff out there. Okay. But I, Donnie, did I do a good job of trying to break that down for him? You get an A plus, my friend. A plus, gold star. A plus, gold star. He didn't say gold and star. Don't, and also, don't forget when you're switching to about your. And we talked about this uh, on the other show about your station service. Where is your station service pulling? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I talked about the station service. You also weren't on that show, so you don't know. What you we're throwing about. drabs left, right, and center Dang today. Right. I'm throwing haymakers. Man, no, I won't say haymakers. <laughs> All right. I'm just looking at our next kind of on the list here, Donnie. We got crazy hours and call outs. Yep. So crazy hours. I made a lot of money work, have letting these uh, contractors work on cell phone towers. Amen. And, and of course you just can't take a two thirty line out during the middle of the day. They normally it's at midnight to three o'clock in the morning. 
So we'd work a full day and then, you know, we would have planned on, you know, being getting up at 11 o'clock and go out there and switch out a 2.30 line for them. Make sure they, they're happy with their clearance. And then have to be come back at 3 o'clock when they're done and switch it all back in, those lines. Yep. And then it would go on for, you know, weeks at a time until they had that cell tower finished or fixed or upgraded. Yeah, and, you know, that also, first off, like what you're saying, there's two things that come to mind here. Um, what you're saying one, you have potentially being tired, you're exhausted, right? It's crazy yeah, hours, yeah. and you're doing a very critical task. Mm. But also, Blake, uh, I, and again, I, for for our listeners out there, your utility may be completely different, right? We we have to recognize every utility does things differently, right? But yes, yes. what Donnie's referring to was very common in the fact that, and I, I don't remember when the paradigm shift was, Donnie. But we used to get outages, and we'd say, hey, we're going to have this line out for two weeks. Okay. It was that simple? It was that simple. And then things turned to, well, then we're going to be daily, like what Donnie's saying. Nope. We're only approving this clearance from midnight to 3 a.m. every day for the next five weeks. Ugh. Well, then what, creep, then what creeps in when you're the switchman is the complacency. Because every right. night, every night you go out there, you open this one breaker, mm -hmm. you cut out the relaying, and then you open this one switch and you tag it. Right. And then you come back four, five, six hours later, whatever that time frame is, and you reverse the steps. And then tomorrow, guess what you do? You go back out there, you open the same breaker, you open the same switch, and you hang the same tag. Well, once you do that for two, three weeks, you ain't even thinking about it. You're just going through the motion. Right. And that's a bad place to get. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. So you already have the tiredness, right? The crazy hours. And it's fun for the first four days because you're like, hey, I'm getting all this free overtime. Right. After the after you padded the paycheck enough, you're like, I'm over this crap. Yeah, you right? see the numbers, you're over it. Like, yeah, and then, okay. then you get the complacency creeping in. And you got to look out for things like, like what Donnie's talking about, too. Uh, and Donnie, I think you and I both have ran into this exact scenario in different, completely different locations. Because because I ended up in a in a shop two hours from where Donnie was working. Mm -hmm. So you're coming in after contractors, whether they're contract transmission line or or distribution or substation. And well, before you switch that in, you got to walk that job site down. What if the contractor left grounds hanging? Mm -hmm. And you're about you're, to, right, you're exactly. about to heat this bus up with grounds on it. So you you got to walk it down and go, okay, did they leave this equipment in a position in which I can actually switch it in? And, and I, real, go ahead. Hey, Jeremy, real quick. Uh, I was in a position one time where I was told, told to go in there on Saturday night and switch a, a substation back in. And I'm walking down looking at what they're doing, and I was fixing to energize some PTs, and there was no relay tech whatsoever. And this is the first time it was going to be energized. Right. And nobody knew that. And we didn't have a relay tech there to, to, so they can get their readings right off the bat. Right. Yep. They want to get them ISRs and service readings and make that's sure right. that everything's functioning properly. And, and that's the thing. And, you know, we talk about taking stuff for granted in this industry, but we are, we are playing with lightning here. Mm. Yeah. You know, we've walked by a million PTs. But Blake, the first time you see one of those suckers let loose, terrifying. Well, then you have a different respect when you're picking porcelain up 
500 yards away, you're like, that would have cut me absolutely mm. in half. It would have hey, absolutely I got a story for you. cut me. Yeah, go ahead, man. So I got called out to go to uh, one of the subs over there in the shop. And uh, I was over there, and uh, I pulled up to the to the place, and there's fire trucks there. I'm like, what in the world's going on here? And an uh, old brown PT, an uh, old 230 PT, mm-hmm. had let go. And it made a big 230 outage, which killed your two distribution transformers. And also, because the porcelain was slung so far, it had actually made some breakers operate right. over there on the distribution. I mean, we're talking piece of porcelain the size of my head being slung at a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. And these these the breaker the feet of breakers over there have dents in them. That's how bad it was. Mm, yeah. It's crazy, man. And, and there was a cell tower there, and there was a, a porcelain that you know the big um, cables that go up the cell towers. Yep. Three of them were sliced in two, like 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 a like a piece of bread. I mean, just, just sliced. Yeah. I know that's one of the, I would say top five arguments I ever had with a dispatcher. We were energizing. I don't remember if they were CCVTs or PTs or what they were, right? But there was some type of you know auxiliary instrument transformer. Uh, we were energizing them for the first time. And the way they wrote the switching order was for me to close the switch. The LD right next to it? Yeah. And I said, no, bro. We're going to close that switch. I'm going to go in that control house, and I'm going to energize oh, the it breaker. with the breaker. Mm. And yes, they're like, sir. well, no, 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 no. We've already, you know, written this order and, and double verified, you know, the sign-offs. And, and, and this is the way we got it written. I'm like, well, you can bring <laughs> your you-know-what out here, and you can close that handle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to watch it from this control house. I said, but no, bro, we ain't doing that. I'm going to close the you switch know? first, and then I'm going to go inside and close the breaker. Well, no, we already wrote it. Ah, that's tough luck. That's scary to think they're just like. That's, I will say this, too, and this, again, like Donnie started off, I have the utmost respect for these dispatchers. Mm-hmm. Like, they're sitting in a room staring at God knows how many computer screens, and that's all they have. That's all they have is these, let's say, 10 computer monitors, Right. For the whole grid. And they're trying to make decisions. But also, I think what's happened, Donnie, is a lot of the dispatchers when we hired in came from the field. Yeah. Now they're now hiring. They for college. Now they're hiring like engineers and engineering mm. technologists straight out of college. And they ain't never turned a handle on a 230 switch. Right. They ain't never had a fireball 15 feet above their head. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't phase them. When you tell them, hey, I ain't closing that switch. These PTs have never been energized. They've never been tested at primary voltage other than some nope. simulated test set, you know, with zero amperage on it, right? right? They've never been hit with 2,000 amps. And uh, no, I ain't doing it. Well, what do you mean you ain't doing it? And you know what, Jeremy? As a switchman or a journeyman, you have to be brave enough to make that argument for your own health. Yeah. And that's where, too, Donnie, you said it. you came up under a great journeyman, but also that's where having good management, like a good supervisor. And, and me and Donnie worked under the same supervisor for quite a while in, in, in a couple shops. And I, I got to say, man, he was good about that. He had your back. If mm. you went out there and got in a dispute with a dispatcher and you said, hey, man, here's why I said no. I was not about to swing that handle closed. We need to close that with a breaker. Oh, yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. That helps empower you 
to be able yeah. to stand up and make those decisions, right? right? And I, I realize supervisors can be in a bad situation also, right? Like they're they're between right. upper management saying, get this done, get this done, and the guys in the field saying, nah, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So they have to find that paradigm of what's what's a good happy medium here, right? But you're right, Donnie. The, the ability to know better and then stand Stop. up for what you believe and say, that ain't going to happen. Mm. And like I say, I, that was my comment to that dispatch. I said, well, you bring your big butt over here and you close it. I ain't doing it. You know? I've, I've had that conversation multiple, multiple times. Yep. And I know one, one time in particular, Jeremy, um, and we talked about this on the other show, so I was like, but Jeremy had a problem and he, he dumped the station. Wasn't his fault, come to find out. But they sent me out there like six months later to do the same switching to repair the same tap changer that Jeremy was doing. Yeah. Mm. But the same exact switching order and evolution. Really? Yeah. And Donnie calls me. He goes, hey, do you remember that order? I'm like, yeah. It's kind of burned into my brain at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, give me your steps. And I started going. He goes, they just sent me out here with the same order. <laughs> he goes, nope, ain't doing it. <laughs> ain't doing it. <laughs> That's terrifying to know that then. Right. Yeah. But – once the investigation, once Jeremy's investigation got all finished and they explained it all to us what had happened, it was a bus diff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeremy closed tie switch and and, it, and it, instead of having tie breakers there, they had a tie switch. So that that calculation that Jeremy was talking about earlier did not happen. Yep. And they had, and they designed the station to be that way. So they had incorporated that much difference of potential to lose and still not trip the station. But the day and the time that Jeremy was there, it did happen. Yep. One out of a hundred. Yeah. Because I had, I had done that order a hundred times before without any incident. But after Jeremy ran into that problem, I was asking questions because I now I knew something could happen. Yeah, because right. that station was actually in your area. That wasn't my assigned area at the time. I was just doing I, know. I, don't, know, I don't know why I was the guinea pig. Asked to do it that day. Well, you, you were on the, you were a travel electrician at the time. That's right. You? Yeah, you're right. I was on the travel. Crew you were doing we were us in a favor. Area. Yeah, I, yeah, I did y'all a favor. All right. <laughs> Here, here's your outage, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so again, that day's long past. Got to be buried in the back of the mind. Well, I was going to talk about the dispatcher, but there's no good that can come from that. All right, Donnie or or Blake. Actually, I've been talking and asking questions. What you got, man? Yeah, what uh, you got, Blake? Are there any like safety measures that you should follow before or after or during like the switching process? Like, and I guess what, what is that process? Well, I'm going to tell you one that I've always followed and that's checking into the substation, letting know somebody know where you're at. Okay. Because you'll get sent out an order. It isn't like your supervisor just called you up and sent you out there. This is pre-scheduled switching. So you're out there at whatever time, and nobody knows you're out there except for you and that dispatcher. Oh, yep. It's always the better to call someone, let someone know where you're at kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's dark. You know, most of the time we did our switching at 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what it was about that magical hour, but it's always 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the one safety thing, you know. And also, you know, also maybe peer checking if you are with somebody. Don't be talking about hunting or fishing Aww, when you're switching. Uh, come on, <laughs> no, Donnie. You just broke Jeremy's heart. <laughs> Jeremy knows. Hey, oh, I, yeah. I, I, never, I knock on wood here. I never had a switching error, but I've had two 
incidences where I was darn close. Mm. I I got I was in the house and a and a switchman was talking to me about fishing, and we were talking about catching crappie and that kind of stuff. And I was listening to him, and I was doing my order, and I forgot to close my tiebreaker, and I had my hand on the Ooh. on the hand. Hand on the handle on the bank breaker. You were about, about to open yes, her sir. up, boy. <laughs> and you know what saved me, Jeremy? What's that? Your uncle. Did he? Mm. So he he taught me how to twitch looking at those meters. Yep. And I had my hand on the handle. I looked at the meters and I said, Man, these transformers should be parallel. Why why aren't they matching? Right. And I was like, I was like, Oh no. I said, My my and First thing I thought, Donnie didn't make a mistake. I thought the breaker broke. <laughs> right. So I went outside and looked at the breaker. I said, "No, this breaker is still open. Open. I said, nothing's nothing's nothing smoked." So I went back inside, and their green flag still set. So I went a little bit back, and and I closed that and went on with my order. But I never, ever since that day, I never talked to nobody while I was switching. I always concentrated mm-hmm. on what I was doing. I just want to throw out, uh, Donnie said, talking about catching crappie. Down here, we like to call them speckled perch. Mm. Yes, sir. And if you go to Louisiana, they call them sockele. 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 Yep. Did you say that with a Louisiana accent? You got to. It don't make no sense if you don't say it without the Louisiana accent. <laughs> Can yeah, you demonstrate on, that accent? Sockele. See, it doesn't sound the same as saying sockele. 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 That's right. Anyhow, uh, Uncle Hiram saved another one. That's right. Yeah. yeah scored another point there, Uncle. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I, I do know, again, some of those switching orders get stressful. Like what Donnie's saying, it, it's always a trap to get caught in the, talking about the football game and right. how much the Gators suck this year. And uh, Imagine <laughs> being there at 2 in the morning, though, kind of. Right. But that's also the time where – I always gave someone the pass, right? Like, you can't take it personal. If, like, Donnie's right. doing this switching and you're in the background with someone else talking about, you know, the Gators are going to lose again this week. <laughs> and and Donnie turns around and says, both of y'all shut up and get out of the control house. They, yep. There ain't nothing personal to that. Right. But they're right. Like, that. that's one of the times where it's okay. I don't care if it's your boss. Yeah. Man, if it's the supervisor, you turn around and say, hey, shut up. I'll talk to you when I'm done. Mm. Or or I'll tell you what, we'll just cancel the switching order and we'll sit here and talk if that's what you <laughs> want to do. Right? But, yeah. That, and you know what? Most of those supervisors that have been in your our positions, would they always said they're sorry. And you know what? They never said a word. They said, you're right, and helped get everybody out of that control house mm-hmm. because they knew what we were doing and they knew how much trouble we could get in if we messed up. That's exactly right. And, and that's where, as I matured, as a peer checker, just, even if I was just like, let's say in this scenario, Donnie's peer checker, I always tried to be that, let's say, running block. If there were four other okay. techs in the house or whatever, jibber-jabbering, looking at Craigslist, whatever, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, man, give my man 10 minutes here. We're going to execute this order. Shut up. Right. And then we can talk about whatever good deal you found on Craigslist <laughs> in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Right. But that that's exactly. where, as the peer checker, too, you can really help your brother and sister out mm. by by running having interference. Having their backs. Yeah, well, yeah. you're running interference on all that crap, you right. know? Uh, because he shouldn't have to turn around and tell them to shut up. 
You know, it's kind of no, like because that's a distraction. Yeah, it's kind of like read the room here, guys. Mm. You know, read the room. You know, we're gonna be here all day, right? Working on this feeder that we're switching out, whatever it may plenty be. Plenty time to talk about. That's it. right. We're gonna have plenty of time to talk about how the Gators are not gonna be LSU this year <laughs> or Arkansas. Hopefully, we beat Arkansas. It's our next game. I know. It's this weekend, isn't it? It is this weekend. But this is going to air like next year. So there's oh. that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Season will be well over by the time. Yeah, this we'll we'll be looking back at this when it comes out. Going, yep, we called it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, going back to what you were talking about, Donnie, how you almost made that error. Uh, I'm trying to make sense. Like, what exactly almost happened? Oh, so, so go, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Donnie. There's a three bank station, and I was, I was switching out the middle bank. Okay. I was. Uh, you're supposed to close the tiebreaker to join join the two banks together. It was a weird right. weird situation the way it was, but that's the way it was. Tiebreaker, put those two, and then you open up your bank breaker and kill those feeders because you've already picked up your load on the other bank by closing your tiebreakers. And that's why I was looking at the meters. Oh. I wanted to. I wanted to see. Because at that time, that those two at the time where I was before I closed that bank breaker, those two transformers should be paralleled. I had already went out there and matched the taps, so they should have been sharing the load equally. Right. And when I looked up there and I seen that they were still that, that they weren't doing that, that all of a sudden also bells went off in my head saying, "Hey, don't don't operate this breaker until you figure out what's going on here." Right, because they weren't uh, right equal. I guess you'd say. Yeah, that's a simple way to put it. Yep. <laughs> Very simple. Way. So y'all can't see me, but I'm drawing a single line diagram here for Blake. So Blake, you see, I drew a three bank station. Right. Kind of turn it where I can point to it. So you see, these are your bank breakers, BBs. Yep. Bank breakers, and there's this tiebreaker. Tiebreakers. So these would normally be open, right? Because we don't want any what. Do you know the word? Circulate current. Well, Donnie answered it for you. Thank you, Donnie. <laughs> that, was, that was a phone a friend right there. <laughs> All right, so we don't want any circulating current. So these tiebreakers are generally, and we're talking on distribution. Now, on the high side, transmission side, they'll be closed. Okay. But on the distribution side, these They're are going to be open tiebreakers. You with me? All right. So these, there's going to be like a feeder here, feeder here, feeder here. But mm-hmm. I didn't draw them. They don't apply. So what Donnie's saying is, like, let's say he was parallel in these two banks. So normally you would close this tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So now these are together. And then you can open this bank breaker, and all this load is still being fed this way. Does okay. that make sense? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what he did is he didn't close this tiebreaker, and he dang near opened this, which would have dumped everything being fed off that Ooh. bank without the tiebreaker having been closed to pick the load up from the other bank. That would have been a bad day. Yep. <laughs> yes, yep, it would have. There was a, a, a very popular mall in Orlando that I would have dumped. That would not. That would not have been good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate um, you guys explaining that to me. And I, I'll tell you again: every utility is going to reference something different. Mm-hmm. But I would say another good practice is anytime you do switching, especially if it's your first time in a, a certain station. Like if you're in a shop and you have the same stations that you're working in, you pretty much know them like the back of your hand. Mm. Yeah, but. If it's a new area, every utility is going to call this different, but there should be some type of what we call SOI. I think Krista said SOP or SO, which is your substation operating instructions. She said SO. You said SOI. That's right. She said SO. I said SOI. Um, But there's a lot of information, and that's just usually like a little three-ring binder or something that most people completely overlook. Oh, I'm sure. 
right? But there is a right, lot so of important. it is. There's so much information, and then usually towards the front, you'll see the special, you know, instructions. Mm. Like if if a station has a special, whatever, like maybe it's a tie to another grid, like another utility or okay. something like that. There'll be instructions so, there on how to properly switch. Where if this breaker opens, that's going to trigger this, this, and this reaction. Mm. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Hey, Jeremy, I used to use that first thing when I'd get called out for an outage, you know, a call out for an outage. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would yeah. go to that book and I'd say, okay, where's my outage at? Right here. All right. And I, I'd look for targets, you know, or handles turned or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would I'd map out with a highlighter where that, because you don't want to look for an outage where it's not in a substation. You know, you have to look in the right spot. If a snake or a raccoon or whatever got on your line, a squirrel, you know, got on there, you don't want to be looking on the north side when the outage is really on the south side. Yep. So that there, where those targets are, and it'll tell you exactly what breakers are um, operated with that that target That's in right. there. That's exactly right. So then you, then you walk around inside those breakers looking for whatever faulted or whatever you could find wrong. Right. So that would speed up your outage too, because once you identify what's wrong, then you could start switching stuff back in as needed, yep. or tell your dispatcher, "Hey, man, get some get some line crew out here. It's working because this is going to take about two or three hours. I got hang ground and put a new bushing in a breaker or whatever the case may be." So, kind of side note, but on the same topic. So, Donnie, we actually have a listener named Shannon that just <laughs> FedExed mailed us. Uh, a bunch of old relays. Oh, Remember yeah. those relays I was yeah, just yeah, showing yeah, you? Showing so I'll show you what he means by targets. We we call them targets or flags. But Donnie, they're the old electromechanicals, like the old GEs, yes. and you actually have like the orange or the white, you know, bars. Yeah. So I'll, I'll show you what Donnie's talking about when he talks about those targets. And, oh, I guess. And then I'll even show you the easy way to reset them. It's, it's extremely complicated. Yeah? Yeah, you just hit the little button. Okay. I was going to say, is it easier to reset the new ones? Or the- <laughs> well, the new ones will all be on Schweitzer's, and things can become yeah. a little more difficult. I heard Schweitzer's are really good, though. Schweitzer's are great you, relays. I want to say. Yeah, they're great relays. It's impressive what they do. So all those just relays. As long as you don't, the- don't burn them up. Yeah, but all those relays, Shannon Meldus, mm-hmm. which was what, one, two, three, four, five, or six, you know, those big glass front of yep. GE relays, like the IECs and all that. One Schweitzer can replace like 40 of those. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just one little electromechanic or, or, you know, microprocessor. So house goes from being like yes. a house to the size of like a shed. <laughs> right. But yeah, one Schweitzer could replace like five panels worth of that. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's unfathomable what a Schweitzer can do. Hmm. It ain't as easy as just push a little button and the flag disappears. <laughs> so like Donnie yeah. tell you, we used to walk through there with a notepad, right? It was actually the SOI. And you had to you had to record with a pen and paper. I know you don't even know how to use pen and paper. <laughs> All Blake does is use his cell phone. Um, but you had to actually hold a pencil or an ink pen like, in your hand. Which hand? I'm a righty. Okay. But I'm a righty. And you had to write down all your targets, and then you could reset them. Why? Well, really? Yeah. Didn't we have to call the dispatcher too, Jeremy? We were we supposed to. We, to. we were supposed to call them and record them. I don't recall doing that much. 
I don't recall you doing that much. I know. <laughs> I, I remember like taking note. Busted. I remember taking note of like, okay, on this line we have an A, and a, so you'll see like A and then AI for instantaneous. Okay. Okay, yeah. and then you'll have like a B. So you can actually look at it and figure out. So like if I have an A, AI, and a G, GI, I know I went A phase to ground. You get what I mean? Okay. Because B and C were fine, or right. that means that relay didn't work. But – yeah, so you could look at it and say, okay, I got a three-phase fault. I got A, B, and C, all three with targets. Mm. Or maybe I have a C to G, right? So I have yeah. C phase to ground. Right. Don't know how that happened yet, but, but the fault was a C phase to ground. Right. But yeah, then I just a little tap the button and they disappear and right. it's as if it never happened. Oh. You see what hey, I'm saying? Hey, right. hey Blake. After this show, you're going to have to get with me. I can give you a lot of dirt on your friend there. <laughs> oh, Really? I say do it on the yep. show. Yeah, I'm no all time. for it. Like, I, I, I would be interested to hear some of them. How much dirt he throws on me. I don't remember. <laughs> hey, I'll give you one. <laughs> and Donnie knows this guy. It's another guy with a very similar name to Donnie. His name is Don. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I I was kind of notorious for a while there. The substations <laughs> have gone through different evolutions, right? right? Like you used to have RTUs, remote terminal units. Uh, then they went to like a jungle monks, uh, substation multiplexers. All these are basically how it communicates back to dispatch. Okay. Well, when they went to the jungle monks, there's a little white button that says reset. Uh. Donnie, you know the button, right? I know. I'm laughing. I know, I know what you're telling. So if my man Don was switching and you hit that button, it takes the whole station out of scan. So while dispatch has that station pulled up on their computer, uh -huh. it shows everything open, like instantaneously, oh. everything in that yard shows open. So they're freaking out. Yeah, but they don't. If they're yeah. smart and they've done it before, they can still see the analog. So they can still see the currents and they go, right. okay, there's still current going through. But if they didn't. Right. Then they go, oh crap. Everything <laughs> is open. So Don. If had a new dispatcher, they would freak out. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So Don's on the phone one day and I was notorious for doing that. For hitting the reset button? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Why not, right? You got to live a little. <laughs> I guess. So Don's on the phone with dispatch one day trying to do his switching order or complete. I think he was completing the order. We were done. And while he's on the phone with dispatch, he hit that button. Or I hit that button. You hit it. Yeah, yeah. I just, you I almost, hit that button. Yeah, yeah, I hit that button. And the dispatcher goes, oh, crap, wait, everything. Oh, oh, no, we're good. He goes, for some reason, the station went out of scan there, but we're good. And Don goes, yeah, Jeremy's in here and just hit the reset. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't say that on the recorded line. <laughs> and he's like, screw you, man. You set me up. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's funny. Mm -hmm. I, I could just yep. see you sneaking in and, like, crouching. Oh, oh no, I would no, just, no, I would no, just no do sneaking. it. Yeah, just standing there. Uh, be like, I would just... <laughs> Full like, uh -huh. confidence, just walking in, hit it, walk out. Don't even say anything. Yeah, no, no. And that's it. because he knew enough. He was dangerous. That's <laughs> the only thing he knew enough to be dangerous because he knew he could get away with it. <laughs> that's funny. But oh, it pissed him off, and he called me out right there on the recorder line. Man, I'm like, thanks a lot, buddy. He goes, don't buddy me. You just tried to screw me, man. <laughs> that's funny. Mm -hmm. I I'll give you a freebie, Donnie. Can you think of a good story? Well, I know there's quite a few desks in Orlando that has your name on it carved with yeah, a pocket yeah. knife. Oh, hey, you're sitting there bored waiting on the switching order and you got a pocket knife. What else are you going to do? Oh, man. You know? So you're just I'm, sitting there carving your name into Oh, desk. yeah. Why not? Destruction. Jeremy, I don't, I don't know how many, I don't know how many, uh, desks has, you know, the word Jeremy on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> 
And then he started. Then he started to uh, get funny, and he started putting other people's names, so they'd get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> I think I got a couple with some dugs on them. That's <laughs> yeah, there's dugs out there. Yeah, Doug was here. Yeah, Doug was here. Yeah, <laughs> Doug. Doug's long since retired. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, his name lives in infamy on a desk for numerous reasons. <laughs> but oh, <laughs> but old Dougie. Oh, Krusty. Yeah, Krusty. Krusty. Yeah, huh? they called him Krusty the Clown. Oh. Uh, what is your nickname in the industry? I hear uh, all these other That's none of your business. <laughs> Come on, Donnie. Help me out. <laughs> He's your... been called many of things. <laughs> <laughs> none of which are appropriate for this show. Oh, uh, no. No, There's no. kids listening. My mama listens to this show. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I'll get with him after the show. That's fine. Donnie, what else you got on the switch and what can you think of, man? You know, uh, some electricians out there, you know, they're teaching our apprentices. We just got to make sure we're doing it right. And I used to hate something. I was, I used to ride with a couple of electricians. They used to make me do this while we were driving to the station. Is They would hand me a three-line and say, all right, we are working on X-breaker. And what is what is our clearance boundaries? Or we're working on this bus. We're replacing these insulators. Where is our – and then write the order word for word. So when that dispatcher gave you that order, you knew it word for word. If one word was wrong, you would know it, recognize it. I'm, I'm smiling from ear to ear. I told Blake and Krista about that when we recorded her show. I said, you know, what used to be a dang good practice was on the way to the station mm. was being told you got to right to switch. got to do the switch in order. That's right, because getting it, there. it makes sure that you actually truly understand because right now, again, you're just printing off a procedure mm-hmm. versus a trained monkey can execute that procedure. Right, right. But if you can write the switch in order, you actually understand what you're doing and why. The why is always the, the key, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, you got it pictured in your mind. All right, I want this clearance f- f- boundary far enough away from me so I'm not going to put myself in danger. Yep. Mm. yep. Make sure your clearance boundaries are right. That's exactly right. And that's what I'm trying to teach my guys over here that I'm a contractor with is, hey, it's all right to ask for a little bit more. Yep. So what if Donnie's it's not saying, affecting the system, go for it. Right. So what he's saying is if you, you know, like like you today, you're a contractor, mm-hmm. you get sent out to do a job, and let's say it's a it's a brownfield, it's an energized station. Right. right? Yeah. And they say, hey, you're going to work on this breaker and this is your clearance boundaries. And maybe that is a very tight tolerance. Greenfield light. is de-energized. Greenfield is space. completely de-energized. Okay. Never been energized. Gotcha, right. Gotcha. But if you look at it and go, man, I don't feel comfortable hanging grounds eight inches from that two thirty bus. Mm-hmm. Like that. Right, I yeah. don't like that. Then tell them, Hey, I need bigger clearance boundaries. I need this step back. Now, sometimes, I mean, it depends on the situation, right? If that involves taking out another line that they can't get out, then it's a no-go, right? right. You kind of have to. Right. That's what Donnie's saying is had the courage to say, I don't, mm. Let, let's extend this boundary. It don't cost you a dime right? to extend this boundary. We're not going to take anything else out other than an additional maybe tie switch. You know what I mean? Mm. We already have this breaker out, and this line is not flowing at all because we got this breaker out. You know, it's like a line breaker. It ain't going to hurt to get that line out because you got to get a crane and get that breaker out of there right underneath that line. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, that's a valid point. Always, just because they say, here's your clearance boundaries, that doesn't mean that. Well, I mean, even if the dispatcher can mess up right. on the order. I mean, 
just goes to show what else can or could go wrong. Well, we also have these planners and schedulers, and I'm not going to be beating up on them anymore. But, you know, they can make a mistake, too, and, and not understand the situation and not get a big enough clearance before you can do your work. Mm. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, dispatch or the planners or the schedulers or whoever, whatever job title they have been knighted as. 99% of this stuff's being set up on a single line and on a three line. That doesn't show physical proximity, right? Like I just sure. drew you this very rudimentary single line yeah. to show you the tiebreakers and bank scale breakers. or anything. Right. But that doesn't show, <clears throat> is there a PT that's literally 16 inches off of that okay, bank breaker, okay. right? Yeah. Like it, they would show PTs drawn in right here, right? Like this right here and then there, right? So there's three PTs drawn right there. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that it's five feet from the leads off of that breaker or, 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 or 15 inches? You get what I'm saying? Right. So that's the other thing, too, is they're probably doing a good job based on the information they have. Right. But until you go out there and physically see where stuff is located, it's hard to know that. It's hard to know that. And I know a lot of these guys, these planners and schedulers, you know, they are encouraged to go out there, but... They just can't go to every job site. Heck no. Yeah. They ain't got time Makes in the sense. day, man. Yeah. Yep. They're just like us. They're, they're running, running ragged too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, Blake, you got any more questions? I know this is a completely new subject for you. So, I did have one question. Like, how do you assess like the condition of equipment when you're switching? I guess you could say. Uh, I would say that go by your years of experience. I mean, we built it, me and Jeremy, you know, we went around building this stuff. We know what, what it should look like, what it shouldn't look like. Right. So I'd say time and experience give you. And also, I did a lot of switching in my area, in my yard. So I knew every breaker because I'd done maintenance on every one of those breakers. And I knew what was, what was going to happen. Is this one going to burn a trip coil? Is this one going to burn a closed coil? Those kind of things. You know, am I going to get a hydraulic leak? If the booster bottle going to blow. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to boost the bottle. That's an inside joke. It's a story. How, yeah. There's definitely a story. Oh. But that's an inside joke right now. I'll tell you that's off the air. That's the inside joke. Off yeah. the air? I'll tell you off the air. What? Well, the individual involved may want to come on the show, so I'm not here to bash him. Oh. Yeah. It's right. Not, it's not bashing. You're... No, it is intended it's... as a bash oh, trust me gotcha. so that, that was that, that was yeah yeah oh, <laughs> so, gotcha. but i thought it was something you might have done no no no, no, no. if it was me i'm to. all for him telling it i i try not to hide much there's a few things i do but i try not to hide much mm. hey i make a lot of mistakes and the best thing to do is just own them and laugh about them right, right? not not hide from it yeah and you know i i'll just throw out a station name here let's say piedmont donnie like we all oh, know cool. there's a 69 kv line switch and that station Yep. You don't want no part of it. Why no. is that? It just does not work. It's got like three universal joints. Remember that one, Donnie? Yeah. It's got like three different offset universal. So when you put torque on the handle, mm-hmm. like a tenth of that torque is making it to the switch. You get what I'm saying? Because it's right. going through this universal, it's offset, then it's kicking back this way, and then it's mm. cattywampus to the right. So and this thing and so you just then. know when you get a switch in order and they're like, all right, transmission line needs this line out. You're like, oh, God. Because you can open it, but closing it is a different animal. Mm. And you just know and you're going to be out there with a pipe wrench and a friggin' mallet. 
You know what I mean? And, that, <laughs> like, and also, when you know that, get the dispatcher to open up a breaker and don't close that thing hot. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's something else they've tightened. Out. See, this rule wasn't in place uh, before I left the field. Uh, but now, Donnie, isn't it becoming very commonplace that you can't try a switch more than once without an order? You cannot. No, sir. Yeah. One try. Right. So, switch, like, if like you close the switch, it? yeah. So you close the switch, and then you look at it, and you're like, I don't feel like them contacts are all the way down. I don't feel like they're rolled flat. Whatever. We used to just open and close, slam it, slam it, right. slam it, slam it, and work it in. Right. I and, and like that's why I just confirmed with Donnie. If I recall right, they they now you get one shot at it, and then if it doesn't go good, you're supposed to call, tell them, hey, I need to reopen, and then try to reclose. So then you really? try it again, and then they're like, "So, Jeremy, yeah." The key was to talk to the dispatcher and tell him, "Say, hey, I don't feel good with this switch being closed all the way," and get him permission to operate switch until closed and get that on the recorded line. Ah, yep. And see, I never had to deal with that. Fortunately, I had left the field at that before that became a rule, so I never had a call. So you would always just pop, 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 pop. Well, you wouldn't always, but there were those switches that you well, I'm knew saying running they needed some that. extra love. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. They they needed a little more forward momentum, and and then that also puts you in kind of the precarious situation. So once you do enough of those, we talked about earlier, like how you've seen guys that just slam those disconnects mm, home. Right. Well, that's why. So they don't have to recall dispatch. And get right. And then all of a sudden you get on a good switch and it goes like, you know, slick as owl snot. And you're like, oh, God, I really <laughs> ran that one home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think I just broke a stop on the switch. <laughs> exactly. I just snapped the stop off. But don't worry, she's closed. <laughs> but, you know, it's things like that that, you know, you kind of set yourself up. You're so convinced that this equipment's going to be garbage. Right. And then when one actually works right, you're like, well, crap, that backfired. <laughs> you know, uh, I would add one more thing to the switching. Uh, and Blake, I think I tried to teach you this. Was it in Virginia? I think it was in Virginia we had this discussion. Might have been. And that is you only, you only trust the mechanical indicator. Right. That was. I don't Virginia. care if in the control house you have a green flag. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have a green light. I don't care what it is. But before you go and open that handle on that switch, you're going to make sure that breaker is actually open based on the mechanical indicator. Mm. Yeah. And I, Donnie, didn't the switching orders, a lot of them say check mechanical indicator for open? Yes. And you'd have to walk all the way across the yard to go check the candle indicator and walk all That's the right. way back. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And another well, good habit is kind of like what Donnie said earlier when he was parallel in the banks. A little bit different, but the same concept. Look at your meters. Check them man meters. Mm. Check them man meters. If that break was open, there'll be no load flow. Hmm. Uncle Hiram was big on that. You don't need to go out, out there and walk all the way out there. You just look at these meters. These meters do not lie. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I still believe him. Still believe him. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. The coincidence of you having 300 amps and when you open the breaker, it goes to zero. The coincidence of that meaning the breaker is not open would be one in a billion, my man. One in a billion. <laughs> yeah. One in a billion. yeah. Always trust that mechanical engine. Before you go and open a switch, you look at that breaker associated with it and make, make sure, sure it's actually that closed. the mechanical indicator is open. Right. No, you don't want to close. Or, yeah, open. open closer's current flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will get a shock. <laughs> that thing will be talking uh, to you. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
All right, Blake, you got anything else for Mr. Donnie? No, I do not. He answered all my questions. Yeah, you ready to be a switchman now? Perfect. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't either. I'd say I'm uh, three or four more years. Three or four more years of, of being out there. Mm-hmm. Say uh, a little more knowledge. That's taking right. the next step. That's so. right. That's what this is all about, man. Gaining some knowledge, learning from other people's experiences mm-hmm. and mistakes. Mistakes, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I've made many. Mm. I make them all the time. I asked you to be a co-host. I mean, yeah, let's well, chop that up. That was your first fiber. mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, Donnie. Well, I'm all dry. Do you got any final words of wisdom? Any uh, shout outs? Anybody you love? Anybody you hate? Uh, you I'd hate. like to get some 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 shout outs to some some good electricians I had going up and uh one of you mr mitch moore he was a great electrician for me taught me a lot jim novak taught me a lot about switching and that's all he does these days yep. and uh eric register you know he was my electrician too i learned a lot from him but that's that's the shout outs that i wanted to make i would echo every one of those names mm-hmm. i really would they're they're all good people and there's a lot more I, I agree, Donnie. I agree, man. All right. Blake, last call? No call for me. I'm all good over here. Donnie, last call? I'm good. All right, guys. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Again, keep keep the comments, the questions, the, the show ideas coming. The interactions. The interaction. We greatly appreciate Feedback. it. Keep, keep yeah. the pictures coming. Donnie, um, hang on the air once we get done. And I'll get your address, and we'll send you your care package with your cup, your hard hat stickers, your koozie, and a few other goodies. Yeah, man. Thanks again. And Yeah, thank you. Let's call it. Blake, you want to hit the button? Let's hit the button. Go ahead. Hey, everyone. Thank you all for listening. If you guys want to check us out, where can they check us out, Jeremy? Oh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and email us at workingwithlightning at gmail.com. Man, that sounds great. It is. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Appreciate your time. Yep. Take it easy, everyone. See you.